Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting Podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right, so let's talk about 264. You want to go in reverse order, like start with the main event or what? Yeah, I think so, right? Because that's just fresh. And I think that's probably what most people want to hear. Sure. Okay. So, uh... What do, what do you think? Is it what you expected? Are you happy with it? I'm not so, so happy with it, with the way it ended by doctor stoppage. But that was such a, an exciting round. It and was. Back forth. And like, you could tell it was a fight. Like, sometimes it's like a martial arts type. Like, you know, the Wonder Boy Gilbert Burns fight was like a little bit like, yeah, like they were fighting, but there was strategy. This mm-hmm. is like they were biting down on their mouthpieces, like really trying to hurt each other. Mm-hmm. And it was just so intense. And uh, it, then it just spilled over when the fight ended. And so like, it feels like a little tainted. Like I don't know all the facts yet, but I just know like my heart's like racing and I'm happy for dust. Yeah. As, as one of my boys, Frutoso pointed out, it's a bad year for shin bones. Yes. Why do you think that is? It's just like luck of the draw. I don't know. It looked like the straw that broke the camel's back in a lot of these guys' instances. It's pretty rough. Yeah, I don't know, man. From what I saw that people are saying that it's a fibula break and or a tibia break. Um, Those are long. I mean, just like Weidman, Silva, it's a long layoff. So who knows where this puts McGregor from here on out. It's the first time he's lost back-to-back fights. In a long time. And he only has one win since the year 2016. And just for my brief uh, personal like anecdote. Like 20, he had one win in welterweight against Cerrone. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But uh, just from like the anecdotes of uh, a couple of my friends, they were like, I can't root for Connor anymore. Based on like what he said and how he was like a dick. He kind of like just looked like a cokehead screaming his like brains off, you know? I mean, mm. you just break your ankle, so, like, I get it. But, like, he was just vicious, you know? And, like, being like, oh, Poirier, your your wife DM'd me, called her a hoe. I think he might have said fat. Like, just no class, you know? At least if he was like, fuck, I broke my ankle. Even though he was losing anyway, people would have been, like, maybe, like, all right, let's see it again. But he just seemed like, I don't know, like, something snapped. Yeah, it, it's a tough call because Dustin got the microphone first and kind of called him a cheater and a piece of shit basically so that that could be that it could be part of like connor being like this was my career and i'm fucking frustrated it could be that broken leg it could be all of those things combined i mean who knows see it is all those things combined but i don't think connor deserves any sympathy like dustin never trash talks anybody and the only oh, reason yeah he tra- the only reason he trash talked connor is because connor brought up his uh wife and then all Dustin really did was like do the McGregor walk and was still like, look, I hope you get home safe with your beautiful family. But then he was like, oh, yeah, but you are a dirtbag for cheating. And if he was doing the stuff with the gloves, like he did that in the Khabib fight, too. I mean, I guess we could like make the debate if you're not cheating, you're not trying. But like also like, yeah, then the other person's allowed to call you a dirtbag. Yeah, it was all weird anyway. But just I'm just going to try to judge it in terms of the actual fight. And uh, yeah, Dustin wins. Like I don't, I don't view doctor stoppages as anything less. It's disappointing to me in that I think it would have been better for the landscape of MMA had McGregor won. 
And yeah, maybe it's sad, like this is the end of his career and it's kind of sad to see that pass by potentially. But it's also really exciting for Dustin because Dustin is like the king. Yeah. Maybe it's just since the leg kicks and the calf kicks have become so prevalent, people are just getting better at checking them. But yeah, there's a video out there of Dustin checking a kick and then pointing at McGregor. And so, yeah, Dustin was trying to break his leg, you know, like it wasn't like, yeah, totally a fluke. Like it's not like a quarterback going back for a pass and then just like, you know, tearing their ACL or their attempt. Yeah, that's that's different though. I feel like, yeah, there's no freak accident once like the bell rings. Like if you step on something and roll your ankle and get hurt, like that's still on you because you're reacting to what your opponent does. So it's still in essence, your opponent caused that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could agree with that. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I don't look at those things as anything less. I don't want to take away anything from Dustin. I've never taken away any win from anything that's been a doctor stoppage. Okay, so that, that's a totally fair point. I just <laughs> think there's a spectrum to it, you know, where like sometimes it's like, oh, you didn't really have to stop that. Or, you know, like, was it? I get, I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. you're right? But mm-hmm. I think there's like levels to it. And the fact, that the, the fact that there is a video where like Dustin checked it, pointed, like knew he checked it well, like it's basically he called a shot. And if that like didn't exist, then I'd be like, all right, fine. Maybe it could have been free. Maybe give the benefit of the doubt. But I've never seen Dustin so angry, like throw punches with such force. Mm-hmm. He got he got up kicked a couple times really hard. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like it didn't phase him. It was like big brother versus little brother. I'm just going to yeah. pound you. I think it was on both of their behalfs that like hate fueled their like <laughs> refusal to admit the pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it got them more going. I mean, I am a little bit disappointed for Dustin because if he did just beat him the same way he did last time, I think his stock goes even higher. Like Dustin's stock is still up, but it, it would have just been higher if this was like a chaos. Like, yeah, if it wasn't hanging over like a cloud. And so sure. that's like that's gotta be a little frustrating. Sure. Plus, I feel like Dustin knows like fuck if that ankle didn't happen, second round, I fuck him up and knock him out. Like, you know, he was already broken a little Yeah, bit. I don't know. I, I don't like to think along these lines. Um, for me, like that ankle break is just the same as if he did an arm bar and his arm broke. Yeah, I I guess for me that's like I ha- I have to view it that way. Yeah. I think you're looking at it very like a referee. Like, you know, like down yeah. the line. And so that is a good, but as a fan, just and like how the rest of the public are gonna look at it. I know. Like I saw one thing on uh, Reddit MMA <laughs> where they were like, so some guy commented. He goes, "I overheard this at my office. Oh, you gonna watch the fight tonight?" And the other guy goes, "Yeah." Like, who's gonna win, McGregor? I don't really know who the other guy is, you know. And it's just mm-hmm. like those are the types of people that are watching it, like somebody who doesn't mm-hmm. know who Poirier mm-hmm. is, and it's kind of like. Where if Poirier wins again the way he won last time, all those guys might be like, oh, yo, Dustin's the man. He's such a good guy. Where mm. now they're so, you know, casual where they're just going to be like, oh, whatever, freak acting. <laughs> it's annoying. Yeah. I, yeah, I get it. I get it. And, and what sucks is um, I was hoping the landscape of MMA would be better with a Wonder Boy win and a McGregor win. I think everyone was kind of thinking that. The fact that neither of those things happened, I was, that's like my only disappointing thing. But I can't even say I'm disappointed because it's like the skill prevailed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, do you think prevailed. Dustin beats Oliveira? I think it's such a fun fight. It like, is. 
what Dustin did to McGregor, he can't do to Oliver because Oliver's jujitsu is much better than uh, McGregor's. Like mm-hmm. Oliver might catch that guillotine, you know, where like when McGregor just went for it, it was kind of like I felt like you could tell Poirier wasn't so nervous. Mm-hmm. Where where if Oliveira jumps for that guillotine, like you got to be nervous, you know, like Oliveira is a world champion, so. Mm-hmm. just that alone it becomes maybe more of a striking match but maybe Oliveira wants to take it to the ground so this seems like one of those matches where it's just like a yeah, true mixed martial arts versus each other and they're both just all really good at everything what you said skill is prevailing and like good people are prevailing and so like good for them uh, yeah I'm i think excited for that fight i think skill wise i can't recall the last matchup where like that high level striking and submission game is had by both people in a championship match. I can't remember the last time it's been like that. And such an even championship match. Yeah. I feel like with Khabib yeah. dominating for so many years, it's kind of been like, uh, like it was more of a sideshow where now it's like, yo, it, it really, like, I think the odds are going to be 50 50. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pretty much got to be. Actually, I've asked around just to see what people thought. And I think most of the people, I mean, this is all just anecdotal. But most of the people I've asked say Oliveira all the way. Really? Yeah, which I was kind of surprised about. So we'll see what those betting odds come out to be. I'm kind of interested. Do you think uh, it's because you know a lot of jiu-jitsu people? you think there's some bias? Uh, no, because a lot of them aren't jiu-jitsu people. Uh, in fact, a lot of the people I ask don't train at all. They just watch. Okay. Okay, interesting. I was asking them basically before the fight, like, oh, like if Connor wins, do you think he beats Oliveira? Do you think Dustin beats Oliveira? Like, what do you think? Is there a difference? And most of them are like Oliveira beats both. I don't think anybody should be that confident. Yeah, that, <laughs> I feel like that's what I got most of. Some people were like, oh, I think Connor could beat Oliveira, but I think Dustin will beat Connor. And then Oliveira will beat Dustin, like a three way. Like a lot of people think of like that three way hard MMA math. I could see Connor beating Oliveira more times than he would beat Poirier in like a best of 10. Mm-hmm. I think because so too. Because I could see Oliveira wanting to strike, test himself a little bit. And it's easier to defend maybe Oliveira's take. I don't know if Oliveira has the same takedowns as Poirier. You know, mm-hmm. Poirier's like, I think like a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. I think maybe trains with like slightly better wrestlers. But yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. It way, it's, is it a little bit rock, paper, scissor? It's, it's definitely a, a really exciting fight, though. Where do you see Connor going from here? You think he's done from the sport? You think he retires? Or do you think like he's like, I can't go out like this? This was a bad look. Yeah, I don't even know. Like People are like, oh, he always has that Nate Diaz fight in his back pocket. That's true. But I don't think Connor wants it yet. I, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. I think he's got like one MMA fight or he just goes straight to boxing. I do think he's going to end up in boxing. But do you think he could even be a draw in boxing now? The reason yes. the Mayweather draw was so big was because he just beat Aldo spe- spectacularly. 100%. Like now, he hasn't beaten anybody spectacularly in five years. Correct. That's going to go down. But he's still going to get a name. Yeah, so he fights Pacquiao. But, like, I don't think... You know who's screaming that. right now? Who's, like, thrilled because now he has a shot at fighting McGregor? Michael Chandler? No, Logan Paul. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I could see him doing that and just be like, whatever, I'll make $50 million. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like this will be my warm up fight. Like, I broke my leg. Like, okay, mm-hmm. we can see this. That'll okay. happen. Yeah, a Paul brother is now in line. And this is the only potential way 
that I think McGregor could make some fans back from the MMA community. Because mm-hmm. I think his actions were like, they're just tacky. Like, normally he's hilarious. Like, I'll apologize to fucking nobody, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's kind of like hilarious. But he's like, yo, your wife DM me and like, she's a hoe. Like, that was like very like, that was Connor punching somebody in a bar, like an old man in a bar drunk. It was like, mm-hmm. dude, you're trashy. You're not like being funny nor clever. Like, and then yeah, Diaz smacked you up and Poirier smacked you up. So like the real MMA guys fucking smacked you up. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah, but that's what I think is going to happen for Connor. I, I don't think it's the last you've seen of him. I think you'll see him a little bit more just in different avenues. So it'll be a little bit more of a circus though. Like you said, it'll be like a boxing match or it'll be like a Logan Paul match. I don't see him coming back in the I, next I could see, year I, and a half fighting anybody important in MMA. Oh yeah. So I think like, depending on how his recovery is, who knows whenever he's recovered, the Paul fight happens. One of them. Then if he wins, the Nate Diaz is his comeback into MMA. Then if he wins that, maybe he's got a shot at some relevancy in top 10. Yeah, I think that's how I would like manage McGregor back into MMA. If he still wants it, who knows? Honestly, that's a great timeline. He's going to turn 33. He's going to be 33 in three days. Mm-hmm. So if you figure, all right, maybe a year and a half, a year, like not to rush it, but say a year and a half. Let's say a letter. year. Yeah, but then you got to train. Let's just overestimate, right? Like, so then... He'd be 33, then it'd be like 34 and a half. And then if you fight Nate Diaz a year after that, he'd be 35. He'd still be young, 36, you know? Yeah. He has a redemption arc possible. I think what you're saying seems likely because I think he cares more about money. Well, not only that, it's still a big draw. So he's not really like losing face. And he could potentially work himself through those draws and then actually get himself back into some relevancy. Maybe it's a tough path. And I don't know how likely all of that is either. Because he also has to win all those matches and, yes. you know, even get those matches. Uh, Imagine yeah, losing to Logan Paul. That might take away all that would be it. of McGregor that he's ever done. Like that, that's No, it's going to take away from everything he's done. But yes, that definitely is the nail in the coffin. Honestly, I think it takes away like 50% of what he's done. Oh, man. You can't disagree or deny that McGregor was favored for a lot of his stuff. Like, you know, like giving him the lightweight community, like, like quickly being like, all right, we'll jump you up. You know, like they never did that for Anderson Silva. They didn't do that for St. Pierre. Like, you know, they were always like protect, like everything was very contractual where Conor McGregor was the favorite son. And if you lose to like, and, and I can forgive some of that stuff because you won and he was winning. But if you keep losing and you're a dick and then you lose to Logan Paul, then it's kind of like, well, wait up. Maybe you weren't as amazing as you were. You know, some of it was the bright lights. People will always have that type of look, but you can, I don't know. I, I, I don't I won't discredit previous wins from current wins. Well, not, you know discre- I mean? not discredit like everything, but I mean, it does like tarnish it a little bit. No, you, like you think Ben Askren is the same Ben Askren. I love Ben Askren and I respect him as a wrestler and what he's done. But like the Masvidal fight and then, you know, then losing to Logan Paul, like. I still think he was one of the greatest welterweights. He is, but then it's. Just no, like, was. It's okay to say that. Yeah. 
it's fair. I guess I just look at it more from like the Joe public, you know? I, I try to also be fair to the fighters too. Like, look, you're obviously amazing. You're an all-time great compared to that everyday regular person. But for somebody like McGregor that wants to say, hey, I'm going to put all-time epic performances like better than anybody in UFC history. All right, well, then we know you're not that great anymore. Especially well, he has done that, level. though. I mean, he has the fastest championship knockout in history. First to simultaneously have two belts. No, but see, that's why I think that one is unfair. Because if you gave St. Pierre or Anderson Silva like an opportunity to do that. They didn't want and it. And you paid them well. I think they did want it. I just think Dana wasn't like, they didn't protect it. See, I think you have to be like McGregor, though, and be very out there, call outs. Like, that's how you get it. You know what I mean? Those guys weren't like that. I know, but that's what's a little bit unfortunate. It takes away from the martial arts aspect. It becomes more show. And that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe a lot of it was show. I mean, isn't that like your work environment too? Like, you're not going to get the raise unless you ask for it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just one Mm -hmm. of those things. It's like, if you want it, go get it. And it's yeah, like your work performance counts, but you also got to take more initiative too. So, you know, like, I'm not going to, I'm going to hate on the people that stay quiet. Yeah, just a little bit. All right, let's get to the next fights. Let's let's go down through the card. Okay. All right. Um, what'd you think of Burns versus uh, Wonder Boy? Yeah, I was a little disappointed because I just love Wonder Boy, but I mean, mm-hmm. Gilbert Burns is a great fighter, and he controlled the fight, and he had a great game plan. Yeah. Looked incredibly strong. Yep. He wasn't passive. Durable he too. He took some shots. Yeah, and he wasn't like taking Wonder Boy down just to lay and pray like he was hitting him with shots he was trying to hurt him he was trying to make moves and you could tell wonder boy was trying to get up but uh the top pressure of gilbert burns like he's a world champion yeah i, I thought there was a couple of times i felt like burns was stalling especially in the first round against the cage um but it, it you know like i'm not gonna hate on that I, i'm not trying to like discredit burns in that he definitely clearly won dominating yeah. win I do think at the end of that last round, he threw seven, seven punches to the back of the head. <laughs> I'm like, are we not going to pay attention to that at all? It's like very easy. I'm like, Gilbert Burns still wins, even if you minus a point on, I think, some of those scorecards. Oh, no, I think it was 29-28 they all read. Mm-hmm. So that actually would have tied it. That would have been a draw. Can you imagine if that would have happened? But honestly, there should have been some intervention there with the ref, like at least say something. Maybe he just thought there was like 10 seconds. Left. The rules don't go out the window with 10 seconds left. It's the rule. See, you Today you are very lawful, Artie. <laughs> oh, like this is the sport, right? Yeah, if someone steps out of bounds, you're not going to be like, oh, but they're only one yard away. No, you don't do that. No, they, they hundred. Okay. What they do though, do in the NFL is anytime there's a Hail Mary in the end zone, there's always pass interference, but they never call pass interference because they're like, fucking, it's like prevent defense. Like you don't deserve the pass interference or you get the touchdown at the one. They never call it. They never call it in football. I don't think so. I don't there's think there's like it's unwritten like that. rules, you know, like there's certain unwritten rules where it's kind of no, man. Right. No, no. I think a lot of people like to like, Think of it like a fight. It's a sport. This is what we're judged on. This is what the rules are. You get if that's what it is. Yeah, that's how I'm going to look at it. I think some of those hits too were like the back of the shoulder. Like he missed the back of the head. You know, it was like sloppy. It it was all in his hairline. I gotta I gotta watch the replay. Yeah, it was it it was weird to me. 
the fact that Gilbert would even just keep throwing it. I'm like, all right, one, two, three, maybe seven. Come on. He, it was also like within the span of like two seconds, though. He was just kind of like hurriedly throwing punches. It wasn't like a power punch. All right. Well, I'm blaming Gilbert, but I'm also blaming the ref here, too. Like, that's like yeah. one of those things where I'm like, just say something like, hey, watch the back of the head. It's all you had to do. And I'd have been like, ah, you know what? Okay. Okay. That's fair. I would like a statement rather than points taken off or ending the fight or something like that. Something. Like, do, do a statement. Hey, watch the back of the head, bro. All right, so you saw Gilbert Burns call out. Who did he call out? It seemed like a lot of names, like Nate Diaz and Masvidal. Yeah, who else? There was someone else. I forget. The welterweight division is so tricky, though, because Usman has beaten everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I That's all we needed Wonder Wonderboy to win. Okay, so let's go to that. But what does Wonderboy do? Is he done? No, Wonderboy, I think, is always going to kind of fight and be a gatekeeper. And for anybody that's just listening, I love gatekeepers. Like, you're the... yeah. Man, like you're the one that determines who's I mean, good and bad. He's he's older. He's 38, but he says he feels faster than ever before. And he beat Luke, who's ranked number five. I feel like Wonder Boy fucks up Michael Kessia too. I I feel like Wonder Boy and Wonder Boy fucked up Masvidal's ranked seven. I think Wonder Boy could beat up Neil Magny. Like I feel like Wonder Boy beats most people, and those would be fun fights. And something might be, happens. He might be trailing off. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it it's interesting to see what his ne- when and what his next fight will be because I think um, it sucks that it's like this. Like you lose one fight and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, is he on the trail off? But for Wonder Boy, he's old enough where that might be a real question. I'd like to, say, yeah. Leon Edwards, I feel like is probably going to fight Masvidal. Oh, that's what Burns called out. He called out Leon too. I could see Lee. I could see Leon fighting Masvidal because that's a money fight for Leon. And then I could see it's going to be Covington Usman. Mm-hmm. And then Gilbert Burns is just going to be waiting around. And I don't know who Kessie is going to fight. I'd like to see Michael Chiesa versus Damian Maya. Yeah. Uh, that didn't happen. Yeah. That 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 should happen. You know, I figure just like you want to be like such a grappler, go. But like the- Damian Maya doesn't want that to be his last fight. I don't know. Who does Maya want his last fight? Well, he said Nate. That would be he. He'd win that fight. He's not doing it. that though. Nate's not doing it. But Nate respects Damian Maya. Sure, he does. Anything, All right, yeah. so let's just run down the card. Did you see a uh, tie to Ivasa versus Greg Hardy? Yes. Second. Ended how you wanted. Of course, I feel like that ended how it, most people wanted. Mm-hmm. Like that was like Hardy looked better than I've ever seen him look. It looked like he was going to drop Ty Tuivasa, and then he came back, and Tuivasa just dropped Greg Hardy. It looked like a comeback. Yeah, Tuivasa had his like legs, like kind of a little bit jello-ish, mm-hmm. but uh, Hardy kind of ran in, and then Vasa just caught him with a left, and then some hammer fists. And I thought at first it looked like they stopped it somewhat quick, but uh, he was Hardy out. was slow. Yeah, Hardy was slow to get up, and yep. dude, when you're just that big. Like the heavyweights, you just can't make a mistake. It's like it made me respect Stipe so much more a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like and like these heavyweight champions, because it's like, dude, you win three or four in a row at heavyweight. To me, that's kind of like winning maybe six or seven in a row at like middleweight or lightweight. You know, like it's almost like each win is like two mm-hmm. in some ways. Like it's just difficult. Like all these people are such big monsters. And yeah, I mean, I mean, these guys. You could just compare any of these fights. Like 
Compare the lightweight match with Connor and Dustin to the welterweight match with Wonderboy and Burns. And their records, they all have like, you know, 20 plus fights. But if you start mm-hmm. looking at the heavyweights, you'll see a lot of guys. 10 fights, 15 fights. It's just, it's harder. It's harder to get fights at heavyweight. It's also harder to kind of last. Mm-hmm. I think you can last into your age at heavyweight because you're not as reliant on like the speed. Yep. And you can build strength for like a long time and stuff, but, um, and cardio. Yeah, the hits, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely super credit to Stipe, of course. And uh, apparently, maybe Greg Hardy even broke his orbital bone. Oof. Like, his like eye was like puffed up, and that was only one punch yeah. tonight. Like you know, like one real connection. The time also was like moving quick. He was going with like the leg kicks. He's good. I hope, I hope Hardy, he gets like, a ranked opponent. Yeah, he has to. Mm-hmm. And, and Greg Hardy was like handling it decently well. Like he what he didn't look like he was like oh my god I don't know how to handle this. It was a really good. Yeah, I don't think Greg Hardy. I don't think Greg Hardy is out of place. Like he definitely belongs in the UFC. He's good. It, it just also, I don't like watching Greg Hardy in the sense like I'm like, oh, I want to watch him get beat up. Like you know, it's like it's always like this negative yeah. connotation a lot of mm-hmm. times. But the good thing about having Greg Hardy in the UFC is you are seeing like a prime NFL athlete at like one of the toughest positions, defensive end, you know, you're like, he's 6'5", 280. These people run 40-yard dashes in like 4.8 seconds. Mm-hmm. And they're always going up against 320-pound linemen. Like, he's an incredible athlete. And, you know, I think some people think like, oh, they could just jump into the UFC and do good. And it's like, wait up. Like, you know, like, here's like Ty Vasa, like, oh, yeah. dr- drinking beers from a shoe. He said it's like, street fighting you know was what he came out he's like a street fighter obviously he trains but you know it's like kind of like oh sick uh what do you think of tai tuivasa drinking out of a shoe yeah i love it but i also think it's disgusting it's like a little bit of both like you know the fact that he does it out of fans shoes <laughs> is the craziest thing darlene was like this is the most disgusting thing i think i've seen yeah but we all know who he is. And if somebody was like, oh, Anoop, I could yep. guarantee you uh, 5,000 followers on your Instagram account if you drink beer from a shoe, I'd be like, all right, I'll fucking drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't give a fuck. I'd be like, yeah, 5,000 Instagram followers. Like, all right, whatever. Like, that's got to be worth what? Like $20,000? And I guarantee he got 50,000 or 100,000 like fans, you know, like from doing that. So Definitely think the way he's knocking people out, the way he's fighting... And the way he's making this to be like part of his persona is very smart. And yeah, it's going to help him definitely set himself apart. Yeah. And I don't even know if he's like forcing it. Like I, for every like yeah, no. Australian, New Zealand person I've ever met has been like a fun drinking type person, you know, and like gets along with people. So I just feel like, yeah, then maybe that's who he is and he resonates. I like that. He wasn't like, they're like, Oh, who do you want to fight? He's like, I'll fight anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, good. That's what yeah. I want to see more people say. Like, Fight mm-hmm. people lower than you and wreck them. I don't mm-hmm. just love you. All right, let's talk about that uh, women's bantamweight match. Did you see Irene Aldana versus Yana Kuniskaya? Yeah, that that was a dominating fight. Bloody. Yeah, I think Aldana. That was like the first time where I felt she she was scary. It harnessed her. Yeah, she looked she. bigger, stronger, like hit harder. Like she was just like aggressive. She wanted to 
not win, but like finish. You could just tell like every movement. And um, yeah, it's a bad girl, man. I, I, I wasn't really thinking about that fight very much, but the way she finished it made me start realizing like, oh no, she's, she's a serious contender. Yeah, today wasn't the best day for people that wanted to focus on jujitsu. Oh like, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later too. All right, let's go to um Sean O'Malley. Yeah, uh, Motinho is a horse. He he got five million new fans, or whoever watched, whoever started watching as soon as the card started, they're all a fan of his now. Should be Sean O'Malley actually set the bantamweight record for significant strikes in a three-round fight. And I think it was also the second most in history in a three-round fight. So the most in bantamweight history, and like I think the second most in history or something for and, three rounds. I, w- I felt bad that they stopped the fight with 30 seconds because I feel like Matinho deserved to like go out. Like, you know, like finish. Like he, he, he didn't act any differently with 30 seconds left in the fight than he did in the first second of the fight. All he did... Yes. Walk down O'Malley and he he couldn't hurt him that well. Like he got some good leg kicks. He got some good punches and O'Malley just kept hitting him in the stomach, like with his kicks, keeping distance. But you could see O'Malley was getting tired as fuck. Yeah. I mean, think about O'Malley's perspective is when you have someone chasing you the whole time, like O'Malley did a great job of like hitting him with combos and then moving, getting off the cage, moving, Mm -hmm. fainting him back and forth and then moving and moving. He literally ran from the guy while also throwing punches at him for three rounds. Like, I mm-hmm. get that Sean O'Malley's tired. Um, mm-hmm. And Sean O'Malley hit him with hard shots, like the shots that put everyone else away. Yep. yep. So you got to think in his head, I'm like, all right, I'm tired. I don't want this guy near me. And I've given him everything I got. What do I do? It's it was, exhausting. It was, it was such a beautiful combo. And, it, and actually, I think this is something like, you really saw his skill, which was like perfect. This was kind of like um, Costa versus Adesanya when you have like a tank mm-hmm. that can take a lot. Mm-hmm. You can like really showcase your skill. Things that Sean O'Malley did tonight against Moutinho, uh, I haven't seen another UFC fighter do. It was really I wonder, interesting. I wonder, they deserve to win maybe fight of the night just because Moutinho deserves 75 Gs. Like, yeah, I'll definitely get another fight in the UFC. I mean, that, 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 that's, he should. But, like, but he's for, definitely not in the same up, class as O'Malley. No, but for stepping up on short notice, O'Malley's right. O'Malley said after the fight, yo, there's a lot of people that could have fought me that didn't want anything to do with me. There was a lot of people that said yes to O'Malley. In. You think so? Yeah, he got a lot of people saying yes to that fight. Um, so why that's didn't why they I was, fight him? Why didn't they? I don't know. I don't know. So that's why I always found it kind of funny that O'Malley said that. And, yeah. Maybe some of them couldn't make weight after saying yes, or maybe some of them weren't the fight. I don't know. It's weird. Catch weights or something. I don't know. Either way, there was a lot of people that said yes, though. It wasn't like everyone was like quiet. If you're doing it for Twitter likes, you know, and you're saying, yeah, I'll fight you, but then you're not the person across the cage from him when it closes. It's like, I don't know how much I could believe of what you're saying is true. Maybe. I don't know. I could see O'Malley turning down fighters, too. Well, then, yeah. Then if he's turning down fighters, he's a bitch, too. But this guy, Matinho, like, good for you. Like, I'm automatically a fan. I, I respect people that just try to be like, all right, anytime, anywhere. And what you said earlier, 
I want to do away with this notion that like one loss is like devastating. Like, mm. dude, I, I like you so much more now, you know, as a fight, like be the type of person that takes fights and just has good fights. Great. Yeah. Like you should go in with the mentality. I'm not going to get knocked out. And so as long as I put on a good fight, whatever, I'm going to fight again. Yeah. I, I've always liked that. I, I like guys that, you know, KO or get KO'd. I don't really like decision guys, even though if they have a ton of wins. Plus, I love people that walk people down. It just like reminded me of like Halloween yeah. Jason. Like, you know, I think I heard from like, or I read once from like some anthropologist where it's like, why is Jason so scary? You know, like he's so slow, but like the best thing humans have to their advantage is endurance. So we would just like chase gazelles for like a day and a half till they would just die of exhaustion, you know, mm-hmm. like before we could even hunt them. And it's just like, holy fuck, this person doesn't stop. And he just was walking down O'Malley while taking the hardest shots. And maybe that's why those shots didn't hurt as much because O'Malley's like throwing them from his back foot, you know? Yeah, I still feel like he was throwing hard. I mean, look, they should have not. I'm just saying yeah. like it was mm-hmm. slightly different. He couldn't sit on them. But it, I just thought it was like the perfect start to a card. That this card. It was great. Ian. Yeah. It just set the tone. It was so exciting. And it was just like, all right, both of them are winners. Sean yeah. O'Malley having like, like a highlight reel. Like, you know, you could take so many gifts from that and show people. And they're like, damn, that's pretty. Yeah. I, I can't wait to watch the fight again because I remember there was a few instances where I was like, whoa, I never seen that before. So I can't wait to kind of watch it just to learn. Yeah. And I like the humble O'Malley. He was just like gave credit to this guy. And I like that. And I want to see a little bit more humility. He gave a good shout out too to like who he wants next. I liked all that too. Who who did he pick? I missed that. Oh, he went like Cody Garbrandt hasn't won in years. He just started calling out like all these guys in the division that was like, this guy's not good. This guy's not good. This guy's not good. Like Rob Font, what's up? Like, I don't know. It was interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All those fights would be exciting. Even like a Frankie Edgar would be like so exciting. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's part of Frankie Edgar's role now, like reminding people he's still a badass. So like yeah. Yeah, just take down Sean O'Malley and ruin him. That'd be so much fun. Yeah, it'd be I interesting. All right, let's go to the prelims. Anything you liked on the prelims? Did you see uh, Condit versus Griffin? So I missed I missed a lot of the prelims, but I read okay. about him a little bit. Do you want to talk about him? Condit versus Griffin was a good fight. Like Condit was sharp. They gave it to Griffin, but it was I thought it was close. I think like it was like I think it was like two to one Griffin, but it was very close. Like Condit had him hurting quite a few times. Like Carlos Condit is not done. Like I think I people Condit. were thinking like this was a feeder for Max Griffin to like get better and stuff on like a name. But man, like Condit still got it, man. I don't know. He's looking good. Yeah, I hope they don't. Seven years old, Condit. Yeah, I I hope he keeps fighting. I get to and there was like, uh, Diaz. That's a fun fight. Yeah, I don't know if that'll happen, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Then there was Nico Price versus Michael Pereira, which was a great fight. Michael Pereira got this decision. It was a great fight on both regards. Pereira did like a backflip to pass the guard to get into a mount and stuff. Like just, you know, crazy Pereira shit. He always does. Yeah, doesn't he thing. always do that? Yeah. Like he's so like, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, yo, what are you doing? You're using up all this energy, but it's also like, maybe that just hypes him up and hypes the crowd. He know. has all the energy. So like, it's not even a hate. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's good. Nico Price is always a... Crazy good fighter. Um, but I wanted to get to this, the Ryan Hall versus Taporia. Yep, yep, yep. This is the one. Taporia smashed him. 
And I was actually really happy about it. Why? I don't really like Ryan Hall. How come? So this is, at first I just want to add, Ryan Hall is like divisive because he's just mostly a jujitsu guy. So I feel like a lot of jujitsu guys love Ryan Hall because it'll be like, oh, look at the power of jujitsu. Yeah, that's why I don't like him. Okay, yeah, because everything I was reading on the forums though today, a lot of people are like, good, I'm glad he lost, even though they are jujitsu guys. So why don't you like him? Because this is like that, uh, all those jujitsu people that like never do MMA, but still think they would do well in MMA. I, I don't like, I don't okay. like those guys. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's too, you got to stop thinking that jujitsu can overcome everything else. It does it now. Yes. I also think though, it's the type of jujitsu that you do. You could be really good even at like combat jujitsu and not be good at MMA. That's the rule fair, set is Ryan, important. Yeah, but that's fair. But Ryan Hall is that sports jujitsu guy who does like that 50-50 stuff. Yeah. And to me, that's like, all right, you're no longer fighting. Like you're finding glitches in like the matrix, you know, and like using it to win tournaments. But that's not going to work in MMA. And didn't this happen with like another guy a couple weeks ago where he goes for like a single leg X guard and the dude on top just fucking punches him in this the head. This did happen recently. Yeah. And so it's like good. Like I feel like that type of jujitsu is starting to lose, like spamming leg stuff, but not even like really attacking. I mean, it has its application. I remember GSP hitting a deep half guard sweep on someone once, thinking like, "Oh shit, that'll never happen in MMA." I also remember him doing an X guard sweep from from I don't know who he was versing, but I remember him hitting it and be like, "Oh shit, that's that's cool to see that it's in there and it does have an application. But yeah, when you have a guy that's like, whose game is that? I think that's dicey. Okay. There you go. Exactly. Like if GSP does it, you're also worried about like 80 other things. Mm-hmm. And like so you have to do like, it in the right moment at the right time. It can be done. But like, if that's just your game, yeah, I don't know. And so, yeah, what's Ryan Hall doing? Just spamming him in RE rolls and like hook kicks, like not even like, and are you like training like boxing and other stuff? Like you have amazing jujitsu, obviously, and people love you, but it seems like a little arrogant to not yeah. get better at other stuff. Yeah, I just don't want people to think they're invincible without ever taking a shot. You know what I mean? Like, like of you, course. Like the jujitsu guy is just as untested. So I just not that I dislike Ryan Hall, I just dislike what he represents to all like those hardcore jujitsu guys. Yeah, I would just say, though, to me, it's not just jujitsu. It's like the jujitsu 50-50 guys or just the pure like leg lock guys. That annoys me. Like to me, like if your game is like, you know, Hodger Gracie and like he's going to take you down and like fucking control you like or Damian Maya, like, all right, I respect that jujitsu game. You know, like it's wrestling based and it's like more attacking base. I just feel like I'm going to 50, even that, even the fact that it's called a 50-50, that's not good odds. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. I don't know. I just find it annoying. And so I also, I am a fan of Ryan Hall, but I am also glad like, all right, if you're like spamming that shit, like this guy was, this guy had utmost confidence before the fight. He was like, I rolled with people like you. Undefeated. He's like, like, this doesn't scare me at all. I think he's also black belt in jujitsu. And so it's kind of stayed away from entertaining any leg lock game. Yeah. It's smart. I have an analogy for jujitsu. Tell me if it's like, on point or not okay but before in the past everybody used to say like jujitsu was and that's what Mm -hmm. where now i compare jujitsu to uh reading 
like you have to know how to read in life yeah right and so like jujitsu is like you have to know how to use jujitsu but being the best reader doesn't make you that much smarter than somebody that's good at reading like yeah, you, all read, this, you, like, you yeah. all read the same thing so you can't be so arrogant where you're like you know justin gage at one point was like fuck jujitsu like then it's like all right you're dumb like you're not reading like you know like you have to know the basics Yo, you just get the up basics? yeah oh just by the way Shout out to Nino. Like, uh, we've been doing a drill in jujitsu a lot, and Nino will be like, Yo, Derek Lewis, and that's it. You have to get up in 10 seconds. Like, that's the drill. Like, when the guy's on top of you, mm -hmm. and I just think, Yeah, we need to start working on stuff like that. Like, just I like it. get up and do different shit. I like it. Maybe I'll make my guys do that tomorrow. I, I fucking love it too. And it forces the technical stand up. Because every time we're doing the technical stand-up, I'm like, Ugh. and then when he told me that, I was like, oh, shit, I'm doing it. <laughs> like, you know, like, I, felt, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, now I get it. Like, it made sense. Like, mm -hmm. it definitely unlocked something. Plus, it felt like I was doing, like, 20 squats at once. Like, it was a good work. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, like, that strength. And so I feel like it's a good thing to test and practice, I think, once in a while. But uh, For sure. Yeah, this is just such a great card. Was it was, it was. I should mention the the, uh, the last fight was uh, Trevin Giles versus uh, Drakus Duplessis, mm -hmm. and Duplessis knocked him out. It's a great fight, though. Um, and Duplessis knocked him out after taking a couple of good shots. So yeah. it's just like a nice, like little back and forth. It's a good little highlight. You can find it on. Yeah, it was really good. But I... but talk about uh, KO City though tonight, huh? One, two. I guess doctor. I mean, then three, four, five, well, that's a lot. six, seven. Oh, wow. That is a lot. That's a lot. Let me, I didn't even check the early prelims. Was there any knockouts in the early prelims? No, a submission, though. Oh, well, I guess that's the one submission that should go for five of the. That's your submission of the night. Oh, yeah. I saw that one. What was it? It was crazy. Oh, it was a sick guillotine. It was like almost like a rear naked choke style guillotine, like an inverted rear naked choke. It was really good. Huh. All right. I got to look that up. Yeah, it was a dope, dope sub. So do you think this was a, a good card for also the casuals? Do you think like this helped get more fans to the uh, I don't know. Like if, if a cat, well, let's say, let's define it. If a casual is a guy that just watched the co-main event and main event, no. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Because the casual is probably not watching everything. Right. If they're just catching those two. I can see them, a lot of them being let down. Like, oh, this grappler is boring and burns. And then the yeah. poor McGregor one, they're going to be like, oh, he didn't really lose. I'm like, no. They did, bur they did boo Burns, but part of me was like wondering if they're booing Burns because they just really love Wonder Boy. Because they also booed poor. Part of it. You know, so like maybe it's not just a grappling thing, but I, I wanted to be pissed at Burns for going for the takedowns and be like, oh, you're laying praying. And yes, like you said, there were maybe moments like, but I thought for the most part, it was like, no, he was fighting. Mm -hmm. Burns, like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I would say the rest of the card was actually better than the main and co-main. I thought the first round, if Connor doesn't break his ankle, like I thought that first round, first round was, was electric. Yeah. It reminded me of uh, when Nick Diaz fought Paul Daly. That was maybe oh, the best yeah. first round ever. Like, it was, like, so back and forth. And, you know, Connor's leg kicks. Like, I liked seeing Connor kick again. Like, it reminded me, me of, like, old Connor's mm -hmm. moving in and out. 
But then, yeah, yo, Poirier, he fucking starts checking the kicks, starts hurting him, starts taking him down, like getting some good. Sh- it just Connor wilts quicker. He doesn't have the gas tank. Like, I think only other fight I'd want to see Connor in is finally Nate. And I want to see Nate bury the fucking Messiah that was Connor, you know, and just mm. be like, all right, there's you, you were famous, you made a lot of money, but I'm the toughest motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know. I would love to see Nate do that. Yeah, I mean, a possible way for Connor to reignite his career is if he were to KO Nate. It's the only way. Yeah. Even if he beats Logan Paul, he'll get some fans back. But if he fights Nate Diaz, I'm pretty sure most people are rooting for Nate Diaz. Yes. But a KO from Connor would catapult him back in. To money fights. Not necessarily great fights, but money fights, yeah. I think it would get him into top 10 fights again. Okay, yeah, top 10. I was thinking yeah. like not like top three, you know, like yes. where you're like about to get to the title. Mm-hmm. But like, all right, you beat Nate, then you get like the number seven guy, and then you beat the number right. seven guy. It's like, all right, yeah, you get the number two guy. Yes. And then Agreed. you get that's just because Connor's super famous. And look, like we said, Connor's decently young. He's gonna be 34 in three days. Who knows how he deals with this injury though? Injuries. His psyche, who knows? He doesn't have to fight anymore. Dude, I think boxing is calling his name a lot more too. Especially if his legs are fucked up. Mm-hmm. We'll I, I feel I feel like his psyche was fucked up. If anybody like you should watch the last you should just watch the fight if you could somehow find it and, and watch the last round and like watch the post fight press conference. Just McGregor did not look healthy. There's like something a little sad about it. Like when you see like a homeless dude like screaming it's frustration. In the world. Yeah, it just is a little different. It was like a different type of frustration. Like he, Connor always does that. Dustin's right. He's a dirtbag. Like if it happens once in a while, I get it. It's frustration. But if it's like literally like you do that all the time, like, come on. That's just a personality trait at a point. Yeah, it's part of it. Yeah. You know, and, and I think most people, maybe you get like half a billion dollars. Everybody wants to fuck you. And you're like a badass fighter. Yeah, you're gonna develop an extra high ego, and it could like ruin you. But I, I guess it's a double-edged sword. That ego got you famous. Mm-hmm. That, that ego also will break you down. But like you can tell, and Connor, I feel like most people when they watch it, like even his fans are gonna be a little bit like that wasn't funny. <laughs> that was like a little bit like yeah, like that was a little bit too much. So hey man, maybe he's serious. Who knows how the public looks at it? Maybe he's right. That she did DM him? Yo, who knows? I Imagine? Know. I'm not. I just feel okay, like... Okay, how about this? If that is true, you definitely have a fight then. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about fighting, though, is you're always going to want to watch it no matter what. Like, you know, even if they're like, oh, we're going to do Dustin Connor, I'm going to be like, this is so stupid. And I'm going to watch it because mm-hmm. it's, it's like a good fight. I would watch like... A 12 two 12 year olds fight like you know somebody mm-hmm. was like yeah this little judo kid did it. like all right let's see let's see what happens all right all right i'll, I'll end this here uh just so we can keep this not too long either all right Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.